Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio. ESPN 2 today, the ESPN app, all of our great ESPN stations across the country, as well as Sirius XM Channel 80, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen, with you in for Greeny today. Of course, normally you hear us weekdays, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time with Chris Canty on Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. And it is Giving Tuesday today all across our ESPN platforms. If you're able to join us, we do appreciate it. In supporting the V Foundation for Cancer Research, you can give by going to v.org slash donate now. We know things obviously can be tough in terms of finances. We totally understand that. Anything you're able to give, go to v.org slash donate to help out in this amazing cause that Jimmy V and the V Foundation ESPN has been a part of. When founded in 1993, ESPN and the late Jim Valvano, the NC State basketball coach and ESPN analyst, started a foundation, game-changing cancer research, all-star scientists. We are raising money to accelerate the victory over cancer and save lives. 100% of the direct donations to the V Foundation go directly to game-changing research for all cancer types at premier cancer centers across North America. V.org slash donate. Smalls, on the sports side of things, Mm -hmm. uh, there was an interesting thing that happened. So over the weekend, we saw Michigan-Ohio State. We saw Auburn and Alabama, the Iron Bowl, of course, the rivalry weekend. We are sitting so far away from each other, by the I way. Know. It, it, I'm looking at this on camera right now. <laughs> Bubba and Cam, this is like abnormally far away <laughs> from each other. Like you would think we hate each other. And maybe you do hate me. I don't no, hate you. not at all. D- does this feel too, like, are we too far apart here? Yeah, I was, I was saying you guys look like a divorced couple at the, each end of like a long dinner table mm-hmm. that's wow. like just silently eating dinner. You're, I guess, separated but not officially divorced, but you're still in the same house. But it I'm looks, thinking about filing. Yeah, you're you're already in the process of fire, filing yeah, the today's paperwork. Today's the last straw. Evan's in denial <laughs> eating his chicken noodle soup or whatever, but it looks like a very contentious family situation that you're by, dealing with. By the way, amazing and call Canty, on what he would have ordered. And Canty, Canty was your child keeping it all together, and now he's gone. Now that he went away to college, we don't have to pretend anymore yeah now it's I over i don't understand this like i thought in real life we were so unified on everything like I, we've known each other for such a short period of time but gotten <laughs> yeah, so that, close that's in why real you guys life. getting divorced you're what, already this is it we're done it just feels that way but the distance you just didn't see the signs evan clearly yeah i'm seeing like maybe like a debate going on you two across the stage <laughs> like a crossfire type situation yeah you guys are just Going one on one. This here. is I like it. This is like Stephen A. and Skip back in the day. It yeah. looks like you're about to have like a verbal battle about you know whatever topic. I'm excited. Stay for off it. the weed. You guys can uh, <laughs> debate the Dark Knight. But I want it to be Stephen A. in this scenario. <laughs> Go ahead, you can be Stephen A. <laughs> deplorable, absolutely deplorable. What are other Stephen A. words that he uses? Great imitation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really maybe, good. maybe we'll let Evan. Be <laughs> yeah. said, well, he God. took the he took the good I know, one. I know about LeBron and them boys. You said deplorable. I know what do. You said deplorable twice, and then said, "What else does he say?" <laughs> yeah. You asked for Stephen A. and you came up with the worst impression ever. <laughs> well, I also think the Cowboys are always going to lose, so I could nice. play the Stephen A. in this scenario. Sorry, one point Bubba. for Michelle. Is there any imitation you actually do well because that was a so. horrible one yeah that was terrible well i just i'm not going to try to match Stephen a's energy because he's so singular but you can imitate someone is. else is there anybody in the world that you can imitate michelle smallman hmm, good question cam go ahead you can imitate someone i do i have a good one okay come on cam all right here we go why are there so many Songs about rainbows and what's on the other side. That was uh, Stephen A, by the way. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank can, you. Can you do anything else, though? Thank Wait, you. was that? Was that? That's about it. Wait, Kermit you... the Frog? Yeah. Yeah. 
Come on, amazing. Michelle. Amazing. I mean, it's so amazing you didn't know who it was. Why did <laughs> Well, at first I was like, is that Kermit the Frog? And then I was like, but wait, is it someone from Sesame Street? Now, is that Kermit Washington, Ooh. the, 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 the Missouri, Middle Tennessee State coach? Where is, oh, no, I'm sorry, Kermit Davis. Kermit Washington with the Rockets. Oh, jeez. Ah, oh, please. Anyway. Um, Who was that? Come Mad, on. Mad Dog? No? I don't know if that uh, was very good. It was what? Pr- <laughs> I'm literally, that's oh, the only thing in the world I'm known for is no, doing a dog impersonation. He's good at that. Today we learned that Michelle doesn't do good impressions and she can't guess them either. That yeah. is unbelievable. No, I, I don't, I just don't know if that was him. Uh, I think Evan has a <laughs> I don't great, think you know him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, clearly. Evan has a great Mad Dog. I'm just giving Evan a hard time, you guys, wow. because we're getting divorced. I know, you're, you know, I'm, you're filing I'm, already. All right. Well, Not laughing um, at his jokes anymore. Bubba, do you have any impressions? No, I, I can't really do anything now. Like in general, you can't do anything or you can't do any impressions? <laughs> Michelle, earlier you did a yeah. pretty good Bubba impression. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> she Im- Okay, I, I just want, she does one. Who? I know she does one. Who? She does an impression of me doing a promo oh for our show yeah, I do. about the Cowboys exactly. specifically. So go ahead. Hey, it's Evan Cohen coming up Tuesday on Unsportsmanlike. Is Dak Prescott the guy to get the Cowboys to the Super Bowl? We'll discuss it starting at 6 a.m. here on ESPN Radio. <laughs> That's not only Evan doing his looky, it's also every single segment on ESPN <laughs> every day. <laughs> but no, he but does this is, so Dak this is what Prescott. Small, Small does this. Hi, this is Michelle Smallman. Coming up Wednesday, <laughs> I'll tell you which NFL coach is going to get fired. And then we, we pause. She talks to Nuno and Pat, our producers, and she says... Which NFL coach do I think is going to get fired? Because we don't write those all the time. So other people are writing it for us. And sometimes we don't know our – I mean, we always know our own takes. Yeah. We don't know our own takes within the promos, a.k.a. the commercials that we air for our show. Correct. So we always know our takes. But these are written in a way that we're teasing people to listen to the show tomorrow. And nine times out of ten, we sit back and we say, I don't know that that's actually my take. I know. Sometimes I'll read things and go – do I think that? I don't think so. I'm surprised you didn't do a promo for the Sunny Gray signing. <sighs> okay, Cam, please. Cam. Let's, let's, please, don't do this. Dude, we're not, we're not doing this. We don't need to go into deep baseball conversation it's right now. It's not that second. deep. $25 million a year for Sunny Gray. Congratulations. The St. Louis Cardinals. Smalls is a Cardinals fan. Okay. You said congratulations? What do you want me to say? You're going to fight me on everything? I mean, what time do you want to have dinner? Well, I, I just, don't understand. I just, We're just a married couple I now. didn't know the way if you viewed it as the right move or not for them. Because to me, I'm looking at a, a veteran-heavy rotation, and I wish they would have addressed the— Anyway, we have more football to talk about. It's Giving Tuesday. We don't have to get into the Cardinals starting rotation, but I was a little perplexed by the moves that John Mosellock made. I'll just say that. Coming up on Wednesday, we'll get into what St. Louis Cardinals pitcher is the best signing this offseason. Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. All right, so Jim Harbaugh <laughs> was not a part of Michigan and Ohio State this weekend. And that is obviously known as the best rivalry in all of college football. I may disagree with that. I kind of like Auburn, Alabama right now. But nonetheless, um, Jim Harbaugh said something about the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry, and I have a theory as to why he said it. A lot of that seems very built up from outside of the two programs. I'm not going to go as far as to say contrived, but I mean it is hyped up. I mean, hyped up to, uh, to no ends. Um, these, are, these are student athletes, young adults that are, are playing this game. And all we ask them to do is go out there and play their very best. So to answer your question, I, I think that is, is very manufactured for the TV show that people want to watch and, and, and see. Manufactured for the TV show and that Michigan-Ohio State is contrived. <laughs> so I will channel... 
my inner Brian Winhorst, the great Brian Winhorst, Hoop Collective on the ESPN app, NBA Reporter Insider. Why would he do that? Why? Here's my theory. Okay, tell me. Smalls, Cam, Bubba, I want to know your thoughts on this. My theory is this. There's a chance, chance, maybe not a good one, but there's a chance that Ryan Day, head coach of Ohio State, actually may get bounced. And one of the reasons he would get bounced is because of his poor record against Ohio, against Michigan. I think Jim Harbaugh is trying to downplay the importance of the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry to maybe influence all of those, saying it's not a big deal to lose to Michigan. So, Ryan Day stays as head coach, and so he could beat him. I think he's actually trying to influence Ohio State to keep Ryan Day. How about that for a theory? Hmm. No? Nobody's in on that theory. Everybody just went silent as a result of that theory. I'm marinating on it because I'm trying to figure out why Jim Harbaugh would make these statements as someone that is in the eye of the storm and is a Michigan man who understands historically how important this is. He knows that it's not manufactured. This is not coming from the outside. We've talked about this a lot. There is a clock inside the Ohio State football facility that ticks down the seconds until the game between Michigan and Ohio State. The pressure is coming from inside the building, inside the building in these two organizations. These I say organizations, but inside these two programs, universities. I don't know And what world he's living in where he thinks that somehow we as outsiders have decided that this is going to be the game that we hype up. It's hyped up, rightfully so, because of the way that these programs feel about one another and how these fan bases feel about one another. They hate each other more than they like themselves. I don't know that manufactured is necessarily the right word, but I have been saying for a while now, I think this entire rivalry it's too much. No. It's too much. It's not enough. I think he's just saying this now because he's just won three in a row, and this is what you can say when you're leading. So he's just like, ah, just doesn't matter. He's not going to say this when he's lo- if he was lost three in a row. He's saying this right now because he's in, he's they're the they're the number one right now. Right, so, but you also may want to then hype it up, Hubba, because you may want to say, hey, this is the most important game on the schedule, and we've won this three games in a row, three years in a row. Now, you also don't want to put your foot in the mouth because if hypothetically you're back next year and you lose it, you don't want to overvalue it. But my whole point has been not that this is not a big rivalry, not that Michigan and Ohio State don't hate each other, but the constant ranking of this game above winning a national championship is, to me, continuously absurd. Yeah, I, under- I, I understand how much it means to, to both parties. I get it. But – the reality is, like, I think if you said to Ohio State fans right now, you could be in the national championship, the college football playoff, or you could replace Ryan Day, I think most of them would actually replace Ryan Day, who's what, 56 and 7 or 57 and 6 or whatever it is, as a college football head coach, and they're not satisfied with him simply because he's lost three in a row against Michigan, right? But, like, this year they're not going to be in the college football playoff, but they're always in the college football playoff, and that's not good enough. That is not good enough for the typical Ohio State fan, which is just absurd to me. So manufactured and contrived, maybe not the word that I'd use. Overdone? I may say that. Yeah, but what Jim Harbaugh is failing to acknowledge is if the situations were reversed and if he had lost three in a row, maybe four more. He couldn't say that then. But if he doesn't think that people within Michigan would be calling for his job or questioning his job or questioning the type of coach he is, then he is sadly mistaken. He knows the truth. I just don't know why he would try to minimize this in any way because 
Being a part of this game and a part of this rivalry is one of the great things in sports. Being a, being a coach at one of these programs and being involved in this makes you relevant all the time. It's one of the reasons why you're going to get paid a lot of money is so that you can come in there and beat this one specific team. I also would add on this. I think that the difference between Michigan and Ohio State, specifically with these coaches, and I think the Michigan fan, I, I hope, understands this. When Harbaugh was losing every year to Urban Meyer, I think the Michigan fan was probably aware, we can't get somebody better than this guy. You just can't. I mean, Jim Harbaugh has been successful everywhere he's been. He's right? great. From San Diego to Stanford to the NFL with the Niners to Michigan, he has been unbelievable as a head coach. Ohio State fans look at Ryan Day and think, we can upgrade. We can do better than this. That's the difference. So when you're saying, hey, when, you know, if Harbaugh were to lose three in a row, they'd be calling for his job. I'm not so sure about that, the way in which they're calling for Ryan Day's job, because I think they do look at themselves as we can upgrade from Ryan Day. He's not an Ohio guy. There's no Ohio State ties. You know, there's not really that obvious fit like there is Harbaugh, a Michigan man, with the Wolverines. You could be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. So Hembo is nowhere to be found today. I don't know where he is. I have not heard from him. I never was told by Hembo that he was not going to be here today. So in his stead, we have sneaky Cam trivia. Cam? Yes, not quite as sneaky. So I'll, I'll try and do my best, but it won't be up to Hembo's standards. The question is... Please do it in the Kermit the Frog voice. Thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. You can only say that one phrase. Yeah, it's the one line else. and that's so it. So it's not actually an imitation. It's just a one-line bit. That's the problem. Uh, ah, yeah. got it. Okay. Which NFL team... <laughs> that wasn't very good. Just try it. Which NFL team has the worst winning percentage since 2018? Worst winning percentage in the NFL since 2018. And 18. We will get the answer to the sneaky cam trivia coming up. Of course, it is Giving Tuesday. V.org slash donate where you can donate, of course, to the V Foundation for Cancer Research. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. If you know someone that's battling cancer, 
extend the message, extend the prayer. So many times I laid in a hospital and it was those messages that picked me up at the darkest moment. It gave me such a lift to say, you know what, I'm going to beat this, man. Don't give up, man. Don't give up. This is V-Week at ESPN Radio. Join the fight. Go to v.org backslash donate. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2 today, as well as all of our ESPN radio shows all throughout the day for Giving Tuesday. And across ESPN, we are kicking off V-Week today, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen in for Greeny, normally here at 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern with Chris Canty on Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. And we do it every year at this time. We kick off the college basketball season, and we kick off V-Week to honor our teammate Jim Valvano, supporting the V Foundation for Cancer. You just heard Dick Vitale, of course, legendary voice and face as part of our college basketball coverage. Jim's message, don't give up, don't ever give up. And we are not on raising money, of course, for the V Foundation, v.org slash donate for more information. All right, no easy way of transitioning off of that important stuff to the unimportant trivia that we are going to do here. As Cam is here today, Hembo is gone. We don't know where the heck Hembo (laughs) is. Brandon's here as well as part of the crew. Um, He's going to answer the trivia question. Cam, will you ask the the question again? We each are going to answer it. Yes, which NFL team has the worst winning percentage since 2018? All right, who wants to go first? Bubba, you want to go first? Sure. I am going to go with Houston Texans. Very good one. Houston Texans. Okay, I'm going with the team that, even though they were in the playoffs a year ago, has actually had the number one pick twice in this time. If I'm not mistaken, I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Smalls? Those were definitely two teams that were in consideration for me. I had four teams that I was kind of mulling over in my brain, guys. So since you have taken two off the board, why don't we go with the team that's in the news for firing their coach yet again in the Carolina Panthers? See, I think that's a trick to try to get us there. Brandon, you're a Jets fan? That's a good one. Yes, I'm a Jets fan. I'm wearing a lot of green today, but uh, I'm not going to go that way because every time I call on the Jets, it never works out. Ever. Ever. So, so you even think in, in, in naming them for the bad reasons, it's not going to work out? It's not going to work got out it. for okay. me personally. Yeah, Got it. Okay. I'm cursed. My parents got me a Jets bike when I was seven. I'm too loyal. I'm done for. Whatever. Anyway, so I'm going to – it was between the Jets and this other team. And you know what? The, that other team is the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to go with them. They have not been good since uh, Cam Newton. And I just don't really remember them winning – for a while. Yeah. See, I think they end up with like five or six wins every year, which is they're not good, but they're not bad enough. I mean, 2018 when you is a, up, a long ways away. You know, that's, what's, that's what's getting me here. Yeah. Watch it be the Jets, though, since you didn't want to pick them and they're your team. I'll tell you, it's not the Cowboys. Okay. All relax. right. All right. All right. So we've got two answers <laughs> for Pats, Panthers either. from Michelle and Brandon. Bubba picks the Texans. Evan picks the Jaguars. The Panthers... Second worst winning percentage since 2018, 30 and 63. Number one worst winning percentage since 2018 is the New York Jets. Oh, oh my God. 20, Come on. 28 and 65. Oh 28 my God. and 65. I knew it. Unbelievable. They are the worst you since the 2018. Two team Their you... best record was 7 and 10 last year. Walk us through your emotions wow. right now if you could. Let you down. Go again. ahead. The Jets always seem to let everyone down. Oh my God, Brandon! Come on. It could have worked out any better for us. Really. I'm going to yawn <laughs> just so I can do the theatric single teardrop coming down. Wow. You know this is terrible. The, the Jets. Come on, man. I can't even lose the right way. <laughs> 
When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Can I tell you a bit of a, a quick story, Evan? Guys? No, I'm past. Thanks. No, go ahead. <laughs> we <laughs> are getting you're, you're a Pats fan, right? Yes, I am. Such a jerk. <laughs> it's, of course he is. Of course. So, no, but he's a bandwagon Patriots fan, so once Bill Belichick gets fired, he's yeah. not He's not going to be a Patriots fan. How can fan I be bandwagon if I'm watching every game this year? They're the worst team in the league. You're going to be a Chargers fan next year, Evan. Uh, wow. Follow Be- the Belichick there. The He'll the be the one. So I went to the Black Friday game, Jets-Dolphins, and when the Hail Mary touchdown return happened at halftime, I was telling Brandon during the break, I expected Jet fans to be so angry, to be yelling swear words, maybe yelling things on the field. They barely even flinched. It was just like, here we go again. And I was telling Jess Saturday this earlier on our show on Sportsmanlike, and he just said, it's because they're Same broken. He, they're, they're broken, Michelle. And I, I just feel badly for you guys. Yeah, thanks a lot, Michelle. I, I really appreciate that one right there. <laughs> Is Rough that day for Brandon. So Are you guys broken? Yeah, we're broken. Backs, necks, feet, you know, everything. Pride. Broken Achilles. Everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. It's, it's really bad. It's really bad. All right, well, I don't think the Jets are going to be in this conversation, Brandon. Um, as yeah. we have uh, ESPN bet, we are going to talk a little bit about... I'll slowly walk out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. Broken. But, um, versus the field. All right, so here's what I want to understand. So Cam is putting this out there. So we have Eagles, Chiefs, and Niners are all plus 425 on ESPN bet to win it all, correct? That's correct. And we're going to say you could either take them or the field. Is anyone going to take the field? This is the question that Cam has posed. At 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Dr. Pepper call in line here on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Alone, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen in for Greeny. Chris Canty, of course, um, normally joins us at 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on our show on Sportsmanlike for the three of us. Um, how could you not take those three? I think San Francisco is winning the Super Bowl. I've said that once. I'll say it a minute, million times. I think Philadelphia's resume is unbelievably impressive so far. I think the Niners are winning the Super Bowl. So I'm obviously going to take those big three of Kansas City, Philadelphia, and San Fran over the field. I don't like leaving Baltimore out of that group because I think the Super Bowl matchup is going to be the Eagles and the Ravens. But if you're giving me those three teams in the field and I have to leave one team behind because, to me, those are the four best teams in football, I'm going to take those three all day. Is anyone going to take otherwise, Kim or Bubba? Would you guys take the opposite? I think I'm taking the field, but you never know what happens in, in these playoffs. You're, you're getting If you take the field, you get the Ravens, Dolphins, Cowboys, Lions, um, right, I think but give me, those are the main I, ones. We know who you get. Give me a Super Bowl. See, that's the thing. You've got to give me a Super Bowl off of this. Uh, the, I, I guess the most likely would be like Ravens-Cowboys or something like that. Mm. Bubba, you'd be happy I don't think that. it's going to happen. I'm just saying I don't think it's as foregone conclusion as you think. Bubba, as a Cowboys fan, would you take those three or the field? Just for the one winner, or it has to for your saying the winner, the, the winner. winner. I, uh, I would probably just still take those three. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, I got to go with those three. Okay, let's take one of them out. Let's take one of those three out, and then let's ask the same question about those teams or the field. Which one do you want to take out? Chiefs, Eagles, and Niners. Kansas City. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. No, I would say take out. You take out e- one of the NFC teams. Take no? out the Eagles out. Take the Eagles out. I feel better about the Eagles than I do the Chiefs. So if you take the Eagles out, I feel like then people would take the field. Well, because so then that's you the could point. have the Eagles and the Ravens in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So put 49ers and Chiefs in there. I know you think the 49ers are going to yeah. win. All right. So do it that way. So you have one in each, conf- each conference. No, you know what? Let's do it this way. 
Let's do so you're saying if we did the Super Bowl rematch or the field, people would take the Super Bowl rematch because of the fact that those are the two best teams, how people look at it. So yeah, take the Eagles out. That's a good good job by you. So 49ers Chiefs or the field, which is also a Super Bowl rematch from a few years ago. I would take 49ers Chiefs. One of those two is gonna win it all. Fine with that. You would take the field then? Yeah. Because you get the Eagles and the Ravens. Correct. Cam's already taking the field. Yeah. Bubba, you would take the field in that spot? Yeah, I think if we're adding in the Eagles, I'm going field. That's, that, that becomes a little bit harder. I don't think just, just having the two teams and one being the Chiefs is not enough for me to go with the two. Agreed. Yeah, this is hard. This is hard to figure that out. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the number to be a part of the show. I want to add one other thing because we're going to play the Stuart Scott's amazing speech from the ESPYs here on Giving Day here on ESPN Radio. So the owner of the Carolina Panthers, David Tepper, met with the media today and did confirm that they were going to trade for the number two pick in this year's draft, but ended up with the number one pick in the draft. And so they were going to end up with the number two pick initially, and they, I think he said they were going to take C.J. Stroud because he just assumed that whoever was going number one, Bears or whoever would end up with number one, would take Bryce Young. So he is basically alluding to the fact that at one point or another, they thought C.J. Stroud may be their guy. Because before they they pulled the trigger on the number one pick, they thought maybe possibly they were going to get the number two pick. And thus, maybe that's what he's going to use is the spin as to why everyone thinks that Frank Reich wanted C.J. Stroud. As to why there are all those viral videos with Frank Reich talking to C.J. Stroud about a place to live right in, in Carolina. That maybe that's what the spin is now going to be is we thought we were trading up to number two instead of number one. And we thought Bryce Young would go number one anyway. But how is that the spin? Because you could have still taken C.J. Stroud. That's the problem. <laughs> that is so confusing that that would somehow be your alibi or your justification for this. Because if you thought C.J. Stroud was your guy at two, guess what? Could have definitely been your guy at number one. Here's the thing. We're not going to get the truth. Because he's not going to come out there and say, yeah, you know what? I wanted Bryce Young. Frank Reich and others wanted C.J. Stroud. Uh, Bryce Young is clearly not the quarterback that C.J. Stroud is. And as a result, we are now quote-unquote, stuck with Bryce Young. It's not going to happen that way. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. And, of course, it is Giving Tuesday here on ESPN Radio and all across our ESPN platform. And ESPN has partnered with the V Foundation for such a long time, the commitment to health equity, and established the Stuart Scott Memorial Cancer Research Fund in memory of our beloved ESPN sportscaster teammate, Stuart Scott. He was a champion for cancer research and especially driven to improve outcomes for minorities disproportionately affected by the disease. With ESPN's help, the V Foundation has awarded nearly $16 million in grants from the fund since 2015. And Stuart Scott was such a part of this and has been such a part of this for so long. And we wanted to play you on Giving Tuesday, v.org slash donate. The unbelievably inspiring speech from the late, great Stuart Scott at the 2014 ESPYs. Every day I am reminded that Our life's journey is really about the people who touch us. When I first heard that I was going to be honored with this reward, the very first thing that I did was I was speechless, briefly. I've presented this award before. I mean, I've watched in awe as Kay Yao and Eric Legrand and all these other great people grace this stage. And although intellectually, I get it. I'm a public figure. I have a public job. I'm battling cancer. Hopefully, I'm inspiring at my gut level, I really didn't think that I belonged 
with those great people. But I listened to what Jim Valvano said 21 years ago. The most poignant seven words ever uttered in any speech anywhere. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Those great people didn't. Coach Valvano didn't. So to be honored with this, I now have a responsibility to also not ever give up. I'm not special. I just listened to what the man said. I listened to all that he said, everything that he asked of us. And that's to build the V Foundation. And let me tell you, man, it works. I'm talking tangible benefits. You saw me in that clinical trial. Now, here's the thing about that. Coach Valvano's words 21 years ago, helping me and thousands of people like me right now, direct benefits. That's why all of this, why we're here tonight, that's why it's so important. I also realized something else recently. You heard me kind of allude to it in the piece. I said, I'm not losing. I'm still here. I'm fighting. I'm not losing. But I got to amend that. When you die, that does not mean that you lose to cancer. You beat cancer by how you live, why you live, and in the manner in which you live. So live, live, fight like hell. And when you get too tired to fight, then lay down and rest and let somebody else fight for you. That's also very, very important. I can't do this don't give up thing all by myself. I got thousands of people on Twitter and on the streets who encourage me. I got these amazingly wonderful people at ESPN. I got corporate executives, my bosses, this is true, who will text message me. And they'll say, hey, I uh, heard you had chemotherapy today. You want me to stop by on the way home from work and we'll pick you up something to eat and bring it to you? Seriously? Who does that? <laughs> Whose boss does that? My bosses do that. But even with all that, the fight is still much more difficult than I even realized. What you didn't see in the piece is what's gone on probably the last 10 days. I just got out of the hospital this past Friday. Seven days stay. Man, I crashed. I had liver complications. I had kidney failure. I had four surgeries in a span of seven days. I had tubes and wires running in and out of every part of my body. And guys, when I say every part of my body, every part of my body. As of Sunday, I didn't even know if I'd make it here. I couldn't fight. But doctors and nurses could. The people that I love, my friends and family, they could fight. My girlfriend, who slept on a very uncomfortable hospital cot by my side every night, she could fight. The people that I love did last week what they always do. They visited, they talked to me, they listened to me, they sat silent sometimes. They loved me. And that's another one of the components of the V Foundation. This whole fight, this journey thing is not a solo venture. This is something that requires support. I called my big sister Susan a few days ago. Why? I needed to cry. It was that simple. And I know that I can call her. I can call my other sister Cynthia, my brother Stephen, 
my mom and dad, and I can just cry. And those things are very important. I have one more necessity. Yeah, it's really two. Two very vibrant, intelligent, beautiful young ladies. The best thing I've ever done, the best thing I will ever do, is be a dad to Taylor and Sydney. It's true. I can't ever give up because I can't leave my daughters. Yes, sometimes I embarrass them. Sometimes they think I'm a tyrant. That's a direct quote. There is an adjective that described tyrant too, but I'm not going to go there. Taylor and Sydney, I love you guys more than I will ever be able to express. You two are my heartbeat. I am standing on this stage here tonight because of you. My oldest daughter, Taylor, I wanted her to be here, but college sophomore, summer school, second semester, starting this week. Baby girl, I love you, but you go do you. You go do that. My littlest angel is here, my 14-year-old. Sydney, come up here and give Dad a hug because I need one. I want to say thank you, ESPN. Thank you, ESPYs. Thank all of you. Have a great rest of your night and have a great rest of your life. speech from the late great Stuart Scott, v.org slash donate, where you can contribute to the V Foundation that he was such a part of. His two daughters joined us earlier today on Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio alone. Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you, Chris Canty, of course, part of our show every day as well. And his two daughters, you think those, that speech was great. It was. I think his daughters may have topped him. They're that good. They're that inspiring. And they're that wonderful. Yeah, we implore everyone to go back and listen and in just hearing Stuart Scott's speech back, Evan, I got emotional because I just kept thinking about how proud he would be of his two daughters. After we got to share some time with them today, he was so proud of them, and he would be so proud of who they've become and the work that they continue to do. V.org slash donate for more information and to be able to donate here on Giving Tuesday to the V Foundation, raising money for cancer research. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. I listen to what Jim Valvano said 21 years ago. I now have a responsibility to also not ever give up. I'm not special. I just listened to what the man said. I listened to all that he said, everything that he asked of us, and that's to build the V Foundation. 
This is V-Week at ESPN Radio. Join the fight. Go to v.org backslash donate. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. It is Giving Tuesday here on Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. Two-thirds of the Unsportsmanlike team, Chris Canty, of course, joins us each and every morning as part of our show, the three of us, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, and we are in for Greeny today. And, of course, talking about Giving Tuesday and what ESPN is doing with the V Foundation. People all across the country are giving back to support the organizations that mean the most to them and their communities. So all day today, ESPN Radio is supporting the V Foundation. And specifically want to shout out one of our ESPN Radio teammates, Amber Wilson, who you hear with Ian Fitzsimmons every single night. And Amber is a survivor, and Amber has done tons for people with cancer. And Amber is heroic and certainly want you to all listen to her each and every night, beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern, every night, but even more so today with what Amber has done in beating cancer and influencing others positively. So we salute Amber, and we know these are challenging times for everyone out there. And, of course, if you're able to donate, we would appreciate it. V Foundation, v.org slash donate for more information. All right, Smalls, I confused you earlier a little bit talking about David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers. Yes. He met with the media today. And this is the day after he fired Frank Reich after 11 games into this season, 1-10 on the year, his second year in a row of firing a coach in season, Matt Rule, last year, his third time since he took over as the owner of the team, I believe since 2018, firing a coach in season, Ron Rivera, the third one. So this is a guy who's saying he's patient in other businesses. He's clearly not patient here. But I confuse you by relaying some of the stuff that I was seeing that he was saying, well, we were originally going to take the number two pick and we were going to have Stroud, Young, whatever. Let's hear from him. Okay. This is David Tepper trying to walk us through what happened on draft day and why they ended up with Bryce Young number one overall after making that trade, of course, weeks earlier with the Bears. No, it's been reported and we talked about it. Originally, we were going to go to the number two pick and, and uh, we thought we'd get CJ because we thought the Texans were going to pick Bryce. And listen, we preferred Bryce. He was our number one pick. We had a lot of conviction. It's just not the way the process was done. The process was done the way the process was done. And again, even though if there was a process with five people in the room and, four, and the way the votes came in, it was Frank was the first choice, I always could veto that choice. And even if it was Bryce and the votes came in unanimously in this particular case, I could have vetoed that choice. In both cases, I supported both choices. Um, whatever's good, bad, or indifferent is ultimately because the buck stops here, and I take full responsibility for everything. As far as Bryce Young is concerned, I cannot say this you know, for myself, and I think everybody in this building would share this sentiment. We are totally confident in that pick. Okay, I think I understand what he's saying. I'm not saying he's right or I agree. I'm looking at you 20 feet across the table where we're sitting <laughs> so right now. Far. And you look confused. I think everybody's probably confused. But what, what are, what's the, the most confusing part about what you just heard? Well, I was just trying to follow the bouncing ball. You know, right. we, we thought we were going to have the number two pick and we were confident in C.J. Stroud. But then the process is how the process was. And they ended up going with Bryce Young. And he was saying, I think if I could just deduce it down or like kind of glean what he was trying to say. I think he was saying... I supported the decision to draft Bryce Young, whether it was my decision and overall or a bunch of people collectively in the room saying we're going to go with Bryce over C.J. Stroud. I had veto power and I stuck with it and I still stand by that choice. That's what I guess my big takeaway is, is he signed off on it and he still stands by the pick. Okay, I look at it maybe a little bit more retroactively explaining 
what people thought, whether it's true or not, is another story. Basically, what was going to happen, I think, was that Houston and Chicago were going to flip-flop one and two. Houston would go to one. Chicago would go to two. Carolina was then in conversation with the Bears to trade for the number two pick if that were to happen. Okay? The thought process then was that Houston was going to take Bryce Young number one. So number two overall would have been C.J. Stroud to the Carolina Panthers, which is why now retroactively you think, okay, Frank Reich was buttering up you know, C.J. Stroud, where are you going to live? That's their guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then they realize, okay, well, Houston doesn't want to participate in that. So in order to get one of the two, and they're saying, we would have drafted Bryce Young number one overall or number two overall if we had that option. He was our number one guy. We were willing to take C.J. Stroud. I guess the Houston Texans don't want to participate in that. Instead, they make their deal with Arizona, and they get, what, two and three in that spot to get C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, the linebacker, out of Alabama. And so now the conversation goes to Carolina talking to Chicago about the number one pick, and because they have the number one pick, nobody's off the board, obviously, and they end up taking number one overall, Bryce Young. That is maybe how you retroactively explain why we had the C.J. Stroud flirtation, let's say, by the Panthers and Frank Reich. Does that make sense to you? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Cam and Bubba, anything I said makes sense to you. And, and I'm not saying I believe this. I'm saying I believe that's what Tepper wants us to take away from his media session today. But you know what? Either way, I'm taking away. You stand by this pick, and so far it hasn't paid dividends. Well, that's true, too. That so is true. You, so you can explain away however you wanted that this is how it turned out, but... I'm still going to arrive at the fact that you had the number one overall pick and you could have evaluated C.J. Stroud in a different way. Cam, Bubba, how did you take what he just said there? I mean, honestly, you explained it better than he did, so (laughs) I understand it slightly more. I agree with Michelle. I think what he was trying to say in that word salad was like, I'm confident in Bryce Young. Yes, we obviously looked at other options, but that's not the end-all, be-all. So you wanted him – wait, no, Cam. You basically wanted him to come out there and say, listen – we, before the draft, were in talks to get number two, and we were in talks to get number one. And regardless of where we were, our goal was singularly to take Bryce Young. We did think other teams agreed with us, and thus we would end up with somebody else at number two. I think that's what he was trying to say. He took a very circuitous route to get there, but uh, maybe I, that's what What I'm saying. taking away at this point is this guy is, I, I'm assuming, 30 seconds, a billionaire, <laughs> but at this point he's hired two coaches. He's fired them both. He should not be doing anything football-related. Just hire someone else for football and don't talk about football yeah, ever again. Just, just, just stay out of it. Right? Worry about business. You know, you know business. You don't know football. Move it along, Tepper. Okay. Well said. Well said. Uh, V.org slash donate for more information. V Foundation. Donate some money, Tepper. Yeah, donate some money. Thank you to Megan Judge, by the way, who's the person in charge of all of the promotion for this today and all of the fundraising. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.